Hey guys, how are you doing? I am doing really good. Got a haircut. My hair's a little crazy, so don't mind me. A little curly action going on. Today we're doing community service. Are you excited? Um, I love this topic. I love, 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 love this topic. I feel like I say that about every topic, but I feel like I wouldn't choose them if I didn't love them, right? I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I am. Or I just kind of like talking about Jesus and all the things that come with it. Um, so, community service. Let's start from the beginning. Um, definition, right? Because we need to know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, so, community service, according to the dictionary, it's voluntary work intended to help people in a particular area. In our society, we have many opportunities to help other people. But the question is, is it biblical? Is it something that we're supposed to be doing? Is it just being nice? Um, what? Why? Why do we have to do community service? Um, a lot of people uh, think when I say community service, think, you know, that thing that the judge tells you to do because you did something wrong, but it wasn't so bad that you needed jail time. Um, that's not what I'm talking about here. Uh, this is a personal desire to help your community. That's what community service, that's the type of community service we're talking about today. So we're going to start with probably one of my favorite examples in the bible about community service um as you know because you already know grab your bible do you have it are you ready um while you go get your bible because i figure some of you still need to go get it um i want to give a shout out to everybody that's been listening and sending me comments i appreciate them so much thank you for your emails um if you have any questions you know always ready to answer um email address lgos at transformed by his word.org um i am a biblical counselor so if you're needing some counseling transformedbyhisword.org. You can get a hold of me either one of those ways um, and we can sit down and chat. All right. So, assuming you have your Bible ready, we're going to be in Acts 6. We're going to read 1 through 7. Um, I really, really like this story. So, this is a story of, and I will get name wrongs. I'm sorry. English is my second language. Uh, just Read along and read the correct word in your head. <laughs> um, Stephen, he is a well-known man of God. And in this story, he does a job that many um, people would say, no, I don't want to do that. that. That's below me. So let's read the verse, okay? The, the section. Acts 6, 1 through 7 says... Now in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve, you know, the main twelve disciples uh, that everybody knows, 
summoned the multitude of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave our the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men, okay? Seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to pray into the ministry of the word. And they, and they, uh, sorry. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Procarus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenesia, and Nicholas. The guy from Antioch, okay, um, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed and laid hands on them, then the word of God spread. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Okay, I'm sorry. Reading, whew, hard stuff for me, especially when you add weird names yeah i know that was tough i'm sorry that's why you have to have your bible with you because yeah my reading is not that great sometimes <laughs> um so we see that they have this problem right they have widows and if you think about it uh they're doing daily distributions uh so if you've read acts you know that they were getting together and they were selling stuff and giving all the money to the church and they were being provided by the church or by the disciples their daily needs. Well, there was a lot of people. So the widows uh, not being priority uh, in that day and age were being left on the sidelines and they weren't eating very well. So what they did was they appointed people. They appointed these guys, um, and they told them, hey, listen, your job is going to be to go wait tables, basically, right? Um, now, they didn't gather, like, the least qualified. They didn't say, hey, let's gather all the guys, and whoever has the least amount of you know, gifts, and the ones that are not doing very well, put them to serve tables. No, no, no. They um, looked for people that were full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Um, so this teaches us that we need not to think about jobs as lower or higher uh, than one another. You know, <sighs> serving tables to the widows may have not seemed like a big job or an important job, but if you continue reading that chapter, which I will highly encourage you to do, uh, you'll see how they, there was a lot of um, salvations that happened, and some people got healed, and the Holy Spirit was totally there. So what could have seemed to someone as a, uh, job, you know, go serve tables to the least of those, um, it 
it was a big job in God's eyes. So we need to stop thinking about, oh, well, the pastor, because he's a, you know, sage, he has a cool job. And, you know, the person that holds baby in the nursery doesn't have a cool job. Uh, no, it's, it's all in the service of God. So there's no, like, um, steps of greatness <laughs> um, or importance, right? None of that. It, it's all for the service of Christ. So let's get out there and do some community work. Um, community service is not a new concept. We see it in Scripture. Um we saw the first uh, story there with Stephen, and then we get to um, Galatians. If you could go to Galatians five, uh, Galatians five thirteen, it says, "For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another." You see that? Serve one another. Uh, we have so many freedoms in Christ, and we have to use these freedoms to serve each other, um, serve the least of us, right? So while it's nice to do um, something that we're re wanting to do, um, this is more than that. This is a requirement. Galatians 5.13 is not like, hey, if you feel like it, you should go help out. No, this is, this is a little bit stronger. This is like a command, like go, go serve one another through love. Um, so this is not community service. It's not like check. Uh, God says I should do community service, so there it is. I've done my hour a week or my hour a month or whatever you think it's your call to do. Um, no, it comes from a place of, Lord, you have given me so much. I want to give back to my community and show your love for people. Um, so... Let's uh, head to Matthew. Am I going too fast? I don't think so. All right. Matthew 25, 34 through 40. Um, Jesus here was talking about the end times, just kind of giving you a little bit of an idea of what's going on in this chapter. Um, and he gives an example of how God will view service that we give to each other, okay? So, on the first part on Acts, you see Stephen going and being chosen to do this work because there was a need, right? So, he was filling a need. Um, on Galatians, we see that it's more than just a nudge of, hey, you should go help each other. It's more like a command, hey, you need to love each other by serving each other. Um so, on this chapter, Jesus is talking about how God actually sees this community service. So, these things that we do for one another with our community. Um, so, let's see. Matthew 25, 34 through 40. 
success. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. Visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer to him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you? Or thirsty and gave you a drink? When did you see a stranger and took you in? Or naked and clothed you? Or when did you did we see you sick? Or in prison and came to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly I say to you, Inasmuch as you did for the one of least of these, my brethren, you did to me. How cool is that? Oh my gosh, I love this. So cool. So he's saying, remember we talked about how we're one body, right? The church is one body. All Christians are one body. Um, if we do good deeds, if we do service to each other, it's as if we're doing it for Christ. Yeah. So my question is, what are you doing for your community? What are you doing for Christ? Um, he talks about, you know, feeding people that are hungry. He, ta he talks about visiting sick or people in prison. You can start there. Like, you can grab those three things and be like, you know what? I can, I can do that. Um, I can go visit someone in prison. Maybe you know someone that's in prison and they need to know about Jesus. Maybe that's your person. Maybe that's the service that you need to do. Um, so now you're thinking, okay, I get it, right? We were supposed to do work. Um, Stephen's a good example of how you serve everybody, not just the people in your circle. Galatians obviously tells us that we need to do this. This Matthew one says, I whatever I do, I'm going to be doing it for Jesus. So, okay, see ya. So I get it. Now what do I do? <laughs> That's a great question. This is what you do. Are you ready? It's so, so simple. So you already have a local church. I know you do because if you've been listening to me, I encourage you to go find a church. Um, so now you're a church. Guess what? Go ask your local church. Go to your home church, and they'll have something for you to do. Your church needs you. They really do. Um, I don't think I've ever been at a church where I'm like, hey, I would like to help. Where can I serve? And they're like, nah, we got it. We don't have any serving opportunities. Not one. In my gazillion years of life, not one time have I ever heard a church saying, no, we don't need any help. So let's start there. Okay, ask your local church where you can serve. Ask if they partner with any ministries that need help. Okay, that's another good one. So go and, I don't know, it depends on, you know, the size of your church. If it's a small church, you can go to your pastor. If it's a big church, then the 
welcome team will have information or they'll guide you um, and go ask. Okay, I'm here. Uh, these are my gifts and talents. Um, I want to help. I don't know how. Guide me. And they will. Um, then, once you have enlisted yourself <laughs> in your church, um, go and do a Google search. What, what are the local ministries that my church is helping? Which one do I align with? Which one do I have a passion for? Which one do I desire to be with? Um, so just, um, because this is about community service, right? And if you're local in my area, in Leland, North Carolina, um, and you don't know where to start, I'm going to give you a place to start. You ready? Uh, so, Mana Ministries. ManaLeland.org is their website. And they feed people that don't have a lot of money. Maybe they're low, low income. Maybe their debt income ratio. I don't know. They're, for some reason, they need food. So Mana Ministries will give them food. Shout out to Mana. I love them. They're a great organization. Um, I am there with them once a month helping out because they're doing a really good job. They're, they're doing great work. Um, they have big hearts and... There is no, um, what, am I, what am I going to say, um, politics involved. There's no, no messy stuff. You just, if you're hungry, you come and they'll give you food. And if you want to serve, you show up and they're like, okay, we'll put you to work. Um, it's, it's a really chill, laid back organization. It's really awesome. Uh, sometimes, if you're listening and you're like, Lucia, I can't physically help anything because I have health issues or whatever, that's fine. Um, these organizations, most of the time, will have a place for you to donate. Um, so, there's one idea, just in case you had no ideas, okay? Um so the next point I wanted to talk about is if you have read the Old Testament at all, right? Or if you've heard stories of the Old Testament. Um, in the Old Testament, the God's people were required to sacrifices. And they had to get animals, and the animals had to be perfect, and all these things. Um, today, since Jesus, right, on this side of history we don't have to do animal sacrifices but that doesn't mean that god changed right so god is the same god yesterday and today and forever so just because we don't have to give animal sacrifices doesn't mean he doesn't require sacrifices from us he's god come on that's duh we're, we're supposed to do things right like um he, he gives us everything. We're supposed to give something back. Um, so, because we're not required to do animal sacrifices, uh, Hebrews 13.6 tells us, 
the kind of sacrifice that God wants from us now. Okay? Um, so, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16 says, But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Yeah, there it is. Do good and share. Yeah. Um, so one way to please God is by doing good to one another and sharing the blessings that we have received by him. Sometimes this could be as simple as having someone come over at your house and have a nice meal. Sit down with them. Share a relaxing afternoon um, talking about how you met Jesus, where you are in your walk with Christ. Um, talking about you know, what you don't understand, what you do understand about the Bible, having a, just a relaxed evening. Um, sometimes it could be babysitting for that young couple that just had a baby and they don't have money for a babysitter. And you've had gazillion kids and know how to babysit and you can do that for them. Um, sometimes it's writing a letter to that older lady that's in the nursing home that her family doesn't write to or care for. You know, so these are just examples of very practical ways that you can get involved in your community um, and do what God is calling you to do. Because this is how the church, this is how the body of Christ gets intertwined and becomes this beautiful picture of the body of Christ. You can totally get creative uh, depending on your gifts and talents. Um, God has given them to you for a reason. They're not just for your own benefit, but to give and help people. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, so, the idea of community service, and this is just kind of wrapping up, is not just saying, <laughs> excuse me, it's not just saying, okay, I kind of like to hold babies, so I'm going to go hold babies in the nursery at my church. There has to be some sacrifice to it, right? I like holding babies, so I help in the nursery. Sure. Um... Six months ago, I didn't like homeless people, uh, but God called me to go serve at Man of Ministries. And now I'm like, Lord, this is great. I'm learning so much. You are using me in so many different ways. Um, thank you. Thank you for keeping me out of my comfort zone. Thank you for showing me that I had sacrificial things, things that I could do sacrificially, um, to honor you and grow in the process. How cool is that? So he tells us what to do, gives us the gifts and talents to do it, and then he gives us a thumbs up because we did what he told us to do. Like, how awesome is our God? Um, so yeah, get creative. Figure out what you like, what you don't like, where you can serve. Uh, there's life pregnancy centers that have... Um, needs um there's homeless places uh, depending on your uh area 
they'll have uh, different ways of helping the homeless. Um, there's, uh, I mean, if you want to get more involved in, in something that you can be like really hands-on, you can look into um, fostering a child or, you know, I've heard of a program, I haven't looked into it, but I've heard of a program that they'll have teenage kids that are homeless or in, you know, uh, one or different types of foster um, and they look for foster parents just for the holidays. Uh, so you just have this teenager come to your house on the holidays when you're already making too much food and you're already going to have a lot of people. So why not have an extra person? Um, you know, it just depends on where God has placed you and that's how you're going to be able to help and further his kingdom because that's what we're supposed to do, remember? Um, so, yeah, that is our podcast for today. Uh, again, if I've said anything that you think it's wrong or that I might have worded weird or whatever, um, just email me and we can have a conversation about it. If you have liked this uh, podcast, share it with your friends. Um, if you need any counseling or any help with anything, my email is lgoss at transformedbyhisword.org. Um, I am so happy to be here and share this with you guys next week. We're going to be talking about truth. I know. That was going to be a hard one. Um, can, can we know what truth is? You know, our society is so full of random things of what truth and my truth and your truth. So we'll dissect all of that next week. So join me here if you're listening and you haven't subscribed or liked. Do both, like and subscribe. I appreciate the love. Um, it lets me know that you guys like what I'm doing. All right, you guys, that is it for today. I will see you next week. Have a blessed week. I love y'all. Bye.